Well, you're all very welcome back to the Saturday Sports Show here on 102.9 CRCFM. I'm Quivine Rowland. You can join the conversation yourself and text in to us here in CRC by messaging 087-935-0043. Once again, that's 087-935-0043. Well, we are going to be talking about a ensuing controversy. It seems to be developing underneath where... Zlatan Ibrahimovic has called out LeBron James of all people two superstars of their own respective sports of course Zlatan himself will allow you to believe that he is a more influential and more famous athlete than LeBron James many in America would certainly dispute that but it has kind of come from this new trend where we are seeing a lot more athletes a lot more of sports greatest stars we see with Marcus Rashford too that are using their reputation their following and they're using it for political activism and for when certainly within Rashford's uh, agenda has really managed to create real change similar to for LeBron James and Zlatan Ibrahimovic doesn't like this the only person you should be promoting in the eyes of Zlatan is Zlatan well, to discuss this, I'm joined on the line by Shane O'Donoghue and first by Jack McDonald. Jack, can I get your thoughts on, on this kind of bizarre spat that is happening right now between Zlatan and LeBron James? Even millions have already heard my thoughts on this. We've spoken ad nauseum about the issues of political activism within sport. And, you know, we got the very early indication and I was proven correct that people were not a fan when the Millwall fans decided to voice their expression. Fair enough, you had an issue with that. But now I think you can't dispute that Zatan is perhaps the most influential voice, certainly more influential than those of the Millwall fans. Yeah, it's slightly more respectable as well. You know, you're not going to really look towards uh, the den in London to be the place to see where people's opinions actually lie. And it does seem to be quite a bitter one that has developed Shane between Zlatan and LeBron James. Just uh, some of the words that he said. And it was came from an interview on Thursday where Ibrahimovic was talking about sports people like LeBron James who are real leading voices in terms of speaking out against racial injustice and police brutality. And Zlatan said they should avoid involving themselves in political matters and focus only on sports. His quote is, I don't like when people with a status speak about politics, he said. Do what you're good at doing. Well, there's Zlatan Ibrahimovic auditioning for an anchor role at Fox News. Shane, what do you make of the comments made by Zlatan Ibrahimovic? Uh, I, I personally think Zlatan is in, um, he, he's out of his league. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, he was a respected footballer back in the day. But where's his credibility to do with this situation? I don't think he has any right to be telling the goat of our generation, of, of what I grew up with in basketball, what he can and cannot do in his social media. He has no right to be going telling someone. Like we see it with loads of other footballers and he doesn't seem to bother with any of those. I don't see where it's coming from, why he's targeting this situation, why he's targeting LeBron in particular. I also, I don't see where he's coming from. That like I think he's only brought more attention to the situation where he's brought fans of two different sorts, soccer fans and basketball fans, to light with the situation. I think he's only brought more attention to what he apparently wanted to divert attention from. 
Yeah, and he's also been, I suppose, ha- received a very interesting reply from LeBron James. He has hit out in a response to Le- to Zlatan's comments about him sticking to sport. And LeBron did his homework. He spoke about Zlatan's comments back in 2018 when the Swedish forward claimed there was undercover racism in his native Sweden and that he was treated differently by the Swedish media in comparison to players who had names like Andersson or Svensson. So he was getting to the point where Zlatan has spoken about racism before. So why is it getting under his skin, Jack, when LeBron James does this and why the unprovoked attack on NBA's greatest star? <laughs> I think uh, both you and Shane need to cool this on the LeBron James uh, acclamation there. LeBron is not some perfect guy, Shane. He, uh, while in the last year he has been on a crusade against, uh, against well, I suppose, what he would define as racial injustice, but especially the cops, he's name-checked them a lot and called them racist, uh, you know, supported mo- movements that definitely do not support the cops. And yet... There's videos of him in 2015 and 2016 taking police escorts on the other side of the freeway, being brought to games and being essentially ferried by state and local cops. Like, I, I can see, and under, understandably so, perhaps Zlatan is not the person to make the point. But when it comes to LeBron, there is undoubtedly a ridiculous, uh, a, a ridiculous amount of bias there and also untruth. Shane, can I get your thoughts on that? It does, if I must say so myself, Jack, seem a bit unfair to accuse him of hypocrisy just for having the goal of needing a a police escort. He's still a superstar, he's still an athlete, he's still a citizen of America. He needs to have the same protection that anybody has and the same would go for Paul Gasol. If he was a white athlete playing in America, he would also get that respect and police escort. Shane, what are your thoughts? Yeah, look, I have to agree with Jack in some sorts, but I also have to disagree because Jack was saying that all of these police escorts, they weren't singularly just for LeBron James himself. They were for teams. They were for organizations. They they needed them to get to games because it was a danger for players out in the open. But that's a whole different, I guess, situation. But I, I don't think at all that... Um, I think LeBron definitely has something like has to bark back. He has to say something. He can't just have his name completely slandered saying he can't do this, he can't do that. He can't have someone else telling him what to do, especially someone that's so dominant in their sport. I mean, that has to be a huge, a huge hit to his ego saying, you know, I guess, you know, someone else telling him he can't do this and he can't do that. It's that old, you know, age old question, really. Where does the involvement of politics come into sport and sport into politics? You know, it's often upsets people when you muddy the two, but every single sport has a political influence. Every single dictator since the beginning of time has used sport to some degree. And if they have this reputation, the likes of what LeBron James has, and he has his platform, millions of people follow him and his every word. If he can speak out and maybe shed a light on some of the horrific injustices that are occurring to the African-American community in America, then maybe it can help younger people feel more comfortable expressing themselves and uh, the rest of the structural inequalities that are in place may perhaps acknowledge it too and changes could be made, Jack. I think, uh, well, firstly, just to close the loop on the other thing, it wasn't for LeBron 
the, the, the case I'm citing, LeBron was actually going to a concert and he, uh, he was late. So he was going the other way in the road and he was being escorted by cops. And to me, at least, when he's being so vocal that he, you know, the cops are racist, cops are dangerous, look out for the cops. It's the equivalent of someone saying that all bus errand drivers are racist and then being pictured on bus errand buses. It's ridiculous. Then to your point, more so on giving a voice, you know, he's giving a voice. Perhaps he is, but you know, why can't Zlatan, Zlatan have his? And I think within sport, we've said it, and I believe, Kevin, you often agree with me, it's it's pretty, you know, we're here for entertainment. And for some reason now it's being used not only by Bet365 and every other gambling company, it's now being all these social causes are trying to bark down the necks of us and our children. So you're comparing the proliferation of gambling within all major sports to the point when you can't even open up your phone without seeing a, a gambling sponsorship to the social inequalities that LeBron James is highlighting and is protesting about through making speeches and, and using a social media platform. I think that's a very unfair false equivalency, Jack, that, that you're kind of putting to the fore. And and just in case anybody from Bus Aaron is wholly offended I don't remember any bus driver from Bus Aaron uh, being involved in any sort of brutality to any of their passengers in the past. Maybe you can shed some light on that. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, Kevin, you have the gift of the gab. That's completely not what I said. Firstly, to address your first point, my point about the gambling companies was simply that the potency and the volume of the gambling ads is mirrored only by the potency and the volume of that when we see social causes. I mean, a few minutes is dedicated every game to, uh, to especially the racial causes. It's up in the top left hand of Sky, of BT. They take a minute before the game starts to kneel. So I think my point there is completely correct. And I can't exactly remember your other point. Well, it, it involved some randomness about uh, the, the poor bus drivers of Bus Air. Look, <laughs> I, I look forward to using public transportation in, in, the, in the future, so I, I'm going to stay out of that one for as long as I can. But Shane, do you feel that this is something that, you know, we need to continue with? Uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, you know, no room for racism as it <clears throat> has been uh, monikered in the UK for the Premier League there's reasons and reminders every single weekend why we need to keep this campaign, why people need to acknowledge that there is still massive inequalities within societies based upon race and there are structural and they're within institutions as well. But also, it's ad nauseum. Every Monday morning, dominated within Sky Sports' headlines is another young black... Irish, James McLean had it, Shane Duffy had it, Irish youth players, Jonathan Afalabi, and of course the issue surrounding Ian Wright with the young 15-year-old moron from Tralee who messaged uh, Ian Wright with horrifically abusive messages. You know, these are the reminders perhaps of why we need to uh, continue to shed light on the inequalities that exist. Yeah, 100%. I definitely think it constantly needs to be it needs to be said and it needs to be said. I guess it is kind of plastered everywhere now and you see it it might be overdone at a certain point to like to the extent in maybe a week where you see it 10 or 12 times and you're just like I've seen that enough. It's it's ingrained in my head enough to, you know, once you see stuff enough you're you're going to, you know, you're going to resonate with it. You're going to I guess look at it and you're going to you're going to see it and you're going to I guess agree with it. But yeah, I think it does need to be put everywhere. I, I think 
I don't think if it, if it wasn't put everywhere, if it wasn't highlighted, if, it, if the racism in sport wasn't highlighted, it wouldn't, you know, it would eventually just fade away. It would go away like every other problem in sport. And we see it with, you see it with every single problem. But all of this racism stuff, it, it happens every single week and there is constantly injustice. And you, you've, we've all seen the clips of players like Balotelli getting stuff thrown at them because what? And chance being pulling at them because of their race. I think it's a disgrace. And I think what's happening now is that that is plastered everywhere. Everyone realizes that it's happening. People didn't realize it was happening as much as it was. And I think players like LeBron, like all of the Marcus Rashford, all these players that are, I guess, of their own respective sports, like protesting, showing, highlighting what's happening. I think it needs to be done to a certain extent. But after a while, it might get a bit saturated. But we're not there yet. Yeah, I believe it is, you know, still an important reminder and we, I suppose, were faced with the Millwall fans for that brief period of time, Jack, when they returned to the stadium and they booed the taking of the knee. You know, it's it's barely even a minute. It's almost just a quick genuflect as you were going into, going into the aisle at Mass, more so than a minute's reflection. You know, it's very, very sharp, reminded by the commentators and when the players take this, of course, and yet there are still players, international players, the likes of the Ivorian international Wilfred Zaha at Crystal Palace who doesn't want to do it anymore. He said it's it's degrading, Jack. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's this kind of crazy stuff. And, you know, in your WhatsApp text, you said performative activism. And I think to go back to that a little, it does feel it's, it's a very difficult ground because, I mean, what exactly are the qualifiers here in order for my cause so I believe X, Y, and Z, you know, what are the qualifiers? Because I tell you, if someone was going around saying, you know, stop the steal and going on about the U.S. election, we probably wouldn't be talking about that. The racial issue is a very complex one and is one that generally, I believe, should be spared for courtrooms. I think we should, you know, teach kids, don't be racist. That's a, I think that's a very, treat people the same. Those are two very easy things to grasp for most people. And it feels like the media, frankly, after ignoring an amount of it, are now stoking it. And basically, it benefits them if there's more racial abuse. And they're kind of using people like Zaha as pawns. In what way do you feel Zaha has been used as a pawn? I know he came out and, and made those comments. It got a lot of traction within the British media. You know, he's just making his opinions known. He he felt that it's kind of ran its course. Well, specifically at the start, I would say more so, the fact that any team with a black player are pushing them out there and trying to almost combat, you know, these potential people who would accuse them of racism. We see it, I think it's undeniable in F1. F1 is very uh, underrepresented for a, for a myriad of reasons. But they push uh, Lewis Hamilton out there at the very front. And I think it's degrading both to the viewers and to Lewis Hamilton. It's just this crazy spectacle. You know, some of those issues that Lewis Hamilton has managed to highlight, you know, it's a very difficult sport to get involved in. F1, you need to have some kind of a family background. If not, you know, you need to get involved in karting. It takes a lot of money to get involved in F1. That's the reason why football is just so accessible for young athletes. All you need is a ball, your friends, and you kick around, and the barriers to entry are very minimal indeed in comparison to F1. And, you know, very few of Lewis Hamilton's competitors and and even colleagues supported him, Shane, in what he was trying to highlight. And perhaps that shows maybe a further 
reflective example of the state of play within a sport like F1. Yeah, of course. But again, as Jack said, like Zaha being used as a pawn, so so is um, Lewis Hamilton. They're all, all of these just athletes, all of these sports people of the highest order, they're all being used just by the media for whatever they want. They're going to pick and choose what they want out of it. As you said, like all of the Formula One, it's a very expensive sport, but they're not exactly going to highlight that. They're just going to highlight all of the bad things he said. They're not, they're not, no one's going to look at, oh, but it's a great sport for this, it's a great sport for that. The media are going to pick and choose the racial parts because that's what gets the money, that's what gets them views, that's, that's what allows them, I guess, to, to operate. And the same thing happens with football, it happens with basketball, and that's why this situation's been highlighted so much because you apparently see a, a racist, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, is what the media have made him out to be in some situations that I've researched. Because they're what he's telling a telling LeBron James that he can't say this, he can't say that, he can't be political. Just bringing it back to that situation. I think uh, the media are just going to spin it in whatever the way they want. Yeah, it is. I suppose still a, going to be continually con- contentious issue within the world of sport, Jack. And look, what LeBron James said in response to Zlatan was that when he was able to reply with Zlatan's comments on to in 2018 on the undercover racism in Sweden you know LeBron said he's going to be speaking with a, an educated mind an intelligent mind and is that just what maybe many people fear that they are going to be found out and reported and at least made to look like a fool and that's something that is certainly looking to be the case with Zlatan after his ill-advised comments Jack. I don't know, Kevin, is the honest, and you rarely hear me that, say that. But for LeBron, especially if we go back to the Black Lives Matter movement, the core philosophy is a brilliant thing. But the, there's, there's a lot of political elements to that. And you look at where the funding goes. And, you know, it's become a political organization. And it's one of those things where, at this point, the actual sentiment of Black Lives Matter has become muddied. And I think perhaps that, that's what Zatan, one of the elements Zatan was hitting on. You know, it's not just that you're saying, and, and you know, to be, to be fair to the Premier League, they have managed to kind of, you know, unbundle those messages. But I think, you know, Kevin, when you turn on the TV do you, and you tune into 90 minutes of sport, do you really want to be reminded that you are so bad and your country is so bad and there's all these issues when, Kevin, I can tell the listeners that you are not a racist? That's entirely missing the point of of this movement. You know, nobody's nobody's accusing anybody of of being a racist just for the simple escape of watching sport, Jack. It's just the fact that we live in a world where these structural inequalities are in place. We have millions of supporters of the sport who are from all backgrounds, all race, all colours, all creeds, yet it is only ever the players who are black within football. Clarence Seedorf, one of the few players who ever win a Champions League trophy with three different... He won it with AC Milan, Real Madrid and, and Ajax. You know, he won the Champions League with three different clubs, a huge achievement. He's gone into management and, okay, he hasn't had the greatest amount of success, but he was speaking about how other managers, white managers, Italian, Spanish, Dutch managers, who have had a similar record to him, are much more successful. He's Clarence Seedorf. He's played at the highest level of European football and he doesn't get a look in and he feels, much like many other people who are championing this cause, that it is because of the colour of his skin and if this is a small campaign and a reminder maybe to 
check some of the prejudices, the biases that we may have, it can only be a good thing, Jack. Kevin, you said a brilliant thing there. You said all colours, all creeds, millions of fans united by one thing, a love of football. You can go to Connemara or Brazil and lay down a football and have a brilliant game. And it doesn't matter what religion you come from, where you come from. That's the beautiful unifying element of the game we call football. But now that's being eroded. Now those same people who do live side by side together pretty well are now being, being basically puppeteered by the media to clash against each other. This, you know, uh, Patrice Evra and Suarez was the biggest racial controversy, and that's pretty much all we've seen of the movement. I would probably agree that perhaps there was more racial issues at play, but it's being stoked now to such a point that it's not productive, and all it's doing is fueling Sky Sports News. They've got 24-7 news to cover, and by God, they're doing it. Yeah, well, that's just the, you know, the, the 24 hour sporting cycle. You know, they need to, to fill the void that is in between results and fixtures and geez even this season there's not even much of a void you can barely gather your thoughts between each match and each match day as they come around between continental and midweek action but Shane do you feel that, that is something I know Jack is quite clearly has strong feelings on it but in terms of, of where it kind of goes next or how it's being covered it's maybe an entirely different conversation of how the media has adapted it how it may be you know becoming more of a corporate sort of black lives matter movement where these big businesses and institutions are going to be slapping their own tag on it much like they did with other movements like the gay pride movement it is very much so a corporate uh, element to it as well that maybe it does lose where it originally came from yeah, the meaning behind Black Lives Matter. I guess it's it's lost its me. It's lost its. Uh, I guess it's lost. It's the same with COVID nineteen. It's the same with all this. Once you hear it a million times over, it loses the the power of the word. It loses it. The power of the phrase. It it kind of it doesn't affect you as much. When when we all heard Black Lives Matter movement, we all seen the protests at the start. It was it was a movement. It's something we could get behind. But once it's kind of just been toxified now. All of the companies, the corporate movements. They're branding it for themselves, and they're using it for their own. I guess their own. Um, they're they're using it for money reasons, and I don't think it's. I don't think it's right, but none of them are going to be called out for it either. So I I don't know what to think of it, in the way because I I don't know really what to say because the the movement is just being so it's so toxified just by big companies, and I think it's it's kind of ruined the power behind the message. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely certainly something to think about. Food for thought as uh, it comes into this weekend, and while there are still players being racially abused on social media every weekend, it does continue to happen. That's why I don't know. I I feel it is important to highlight and maybe make some of these tech companies take action. We Jack, we saw how quick they were to take off all news media from Facebook websites and from Instagram in Australia as soon as they were being charged for it, you would have to wonder why they can't do the same and protect young athletes who are willing and wanting to use social media platforms. I, yeah, yeah I, can, I can see that argument. And God, it's not a good thing for that person just based on their skin colour opens up their Instagram and they're bombarded by a bunch of insults. 
But I would also say that there needs to be a clear definition of of abuse, racial abuse, and racism. And I think the word racism is used too much. And what we're seeing often is abuse, and it's got this racial tinge to it. But I would say that, you know, it, when, when you look at any player, or a huge majority of players, Ronaldo, if he scrolls far enough through his comments, he's going to see some pretty vile stuff. And I'd advise him not to do it. And so unfortunately, if your skin color is not white, then they're going to use that as a weapon. But I think it's too common that we, you know, we hear it, we always hear it in the papers everywhere that they're being targeted just because of their color. And I think often it's that that's another weapon used, kind of, it's almost acid. I'm going to throw acid at you. What's the worst thing I can throw at you? Yeah, and it, look, it is an element of these trolls trying to get a reaction. We saw that with James McLean. He is different because he is a Northern Irishman. He's a very proud Republican, refused to wear the poppy, that's why he's put out there. And that is why he gets attacked. It is a sectarian element to it, hugely. And it is really unfortunate that it continues to happen. Happened with Shane Duffy as well. Some absolute bigot just attacked him and uh, made light of his father passing away as well. So, you know, just in terms of the mental capacity for an athlete to have to deal with that after you know, horrific matches that Shane Duffy has had to go through and some of the abuse that I'm sure he's getting besides having a troll bring up an issue and what I'm sure is a, a trauma. He was very close with his father in his in his Instagram DMs. It's just absolutely horrific to see and look, hopefully the tech companies will come to the light and step up and ban these accounts and maybe in some ways it will become a more and more welcoming sort of platform for athletes to use and connect with their following.